Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOD, my last name, H-O-O-D, and get 20% off. What is Manscaped.com? While we have our podcast, go to Manscaped.com because you know, you and I, as men, we need help down there. And ladies, if you're listening, your man needs help as far as grooming tips, grooming, like the Lawnmower 4.0. You need a little shave, you know, in certain areas. You know what I'm talking about. The ball deodorizer. They have that as well. They've got underwear in this kit as well. Go to Manscaped.com. You talk about making sure that you have a clean shave and that you're smelling good. Go to Manscaped.com because, men, you know that we could use a little... trim get uh, 20% off if you use my last name hood for the promo code hey they support Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and I want you to support them again it's manscaped.com promo code hood for manscaped.com a proud sponsor of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday a great gift for you a great gift for someone else with the holidays right around the corner I love for you to support manscaped.com because as I've got the kit in front of me, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Ball Deodorizer, making sure that you smell good uh, down there, and other products in this kit in front of me. Manscaped.com, use a promo code HOOD. And now, on to the show. Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck dude. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is... In all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all night. Here's Jonathan Hood. It's another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood, broadcasting live from the wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. And we are sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOD. as my last name. Get 20% off. It's one of our newer sponsors here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And so they support us. We want you to support them. Because you know you need a little help down there. Manscaped.com. Promo code HOOD. In this edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, we'll talk about promoters. Let's talk about promoters, you and I. It's something that you and I don't talk a lot about because it's assumed. I mean, there's Vince McMahon for the WWE and there's Tony Khan. Tony Khan was a guest on this program. You can go back into the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and hear my conversation with Tony Khan when AEW was making their run uh, in the Chicagoland area at the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates. As a matter of fact... I can't remember a time where one wrestling company were in three different buildings in the same calendar year. This might be a record. I don't even think the WWE has done this. The AEW 
product will have run at the United Center, where the Chicago Bulls and Blackhawks play, at the now arena in Hoffman Estates, which is miles away from the Chicagoland area, about 20 plus miles, 30 miles, depending where you're coming from, from the city. Um, the now arena in Hoffman Estates, and they're going to run downtown Chicago, where the DePaul Blue Demons play at the Trust Arena. And the Chicago Sky also played there as well. So I think that that'll be very interesting to see one company run three different buildings because AEW is going to be here uh, around Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, That's kind of a tradition for Tony Khan uh, that he likes to come to Chicago and spend time with family because he is from the land of Lincoln. But let's talk about promoters. Let's start with Vince McMahon. Uh, It seems to me, guys and gals backstage are walking on eggshells. They're trepidatious. They're a little afraid to really go out on a limb because there is no other option. And no, if, if they piss somebody, if they tick somebody off right. here, right. well, then, you know, there goes their career. Well, don't piss anybody off. I pissed a lot of people off. I, had <laughs> I know to. you have. That, 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 that's I my, I right. wanted to challenge the locker room. Well, you I, you know, much, go ahead. I, you, know, you have, this is a different group of guys and gals. It's millennials. You know, they're not as ambitious, quite frankly, um, and they're not trepidatious at all. I just don't think they necessarily want to reach for that brass ring. The last person who really reached for that brass ring in all likelihood was John Cena. Now, there are others coming up now who definitely want to reach for it. Ambrose is one of them. Seth Rollins is another one. Roman Reigns is another one. Bray's another one. So I think you've got some people here who are chomping at the bit to make a difference. But when you're walking around, you know, backstage, you don't hear as much, you know, uh, camaraderie perhaps and laughter as in your era. Shenanigans. But then again, you know, there's some other things that they do. You know, but you just said this locker room wasn't as ambitious as the one I was in. I would suggest that's correct. Why is that? It's a different, again, I said it's millennials. It's, it's a millennials. different point of view. Well. If you reach for that brass ring and you fall on your butt, no one wants to, no one wants to fail. And there's this feeling that, you know, this insecurity that if you fail, you're, you know, you're exposed. Right. So, I, you know, I think that that's all largely uh, pretty much what it is. Because you give everybody the opportunities, you give everyone resources, which you never had. You know, we, the things that we do now from a television production standpoint, social media, oh my God, social media is huge, you know. It helps talent uh, in so many different ways. It gives them the tools that you didn't have, other people like you did not have. It's utilization of those to- uh, tools that's very important for talent to use. And they do use them, you know, but not in the way you did. You heard from Vince McMahon. Now let's hear from Tony Khan, the head of AEW, on with Moose and Maggie on WFAN. And I'm going to announce here, I think live, this might be the first place it gets out anywhere, that... Uh, we're going to do what we normally do for a pay-per-view. You know how we do the pre-show, the buy-in? Yeah. Of course. Well, Rampage, it's a huge event on Friday night. So we're going to have a buy-in live on YouTube Friday night, live from the Knight Center, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. We'll go on live. And ahead of uh, their matches on Saturday night, I'm going to give a couple of tough tests to Brian Danielson, the aforementioned Brian Danielson who sat in this very seat. Uh, maybe the best wrestler in the world. Uh, we'll, we'll see him in action Saturday night against Bobby Fish. And what a huge match that's going to be on Saturday night, Dynamite. But on Friday night, ahead of Rampage, we'll have the buy-in. Ahead of the matches, we have this huge card. We have Punk versus Seidel. We have Ruby Soho versus The Bunny, which is a huge match because both of them 
uh, are in line to be competing in the TBS title tournament that's mm -hmm. coming up. And uh, this match could have big implications on who's in, who's out, or where people are seated and who could make it in. Somebody could get injured before the tournament. It could be a big situation there. But also to have Jorge Masvidal, one of the biggest stars in MMA, coming and Junior Dos Santos, the former UFC heavyweight champion, getting in the AEW ring, bringing that UFC fight coming with Masvidal and teaming with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page against Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, an undefeated MMA fighter himself from Bellator. So it's UFC versus Bellator. It's AEW versus UFC. And Sammy Guevara, the, T the TNT champion, is coming. Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, is going to be there as part of this trios match, too. That's all on Rampage. And ahead of Saturday night's Danielson uh, versus Fish on Friday night, Rampage's pre-show buy-in on YouTube. Everybody in the world will get to see both Bobby Fish and Brian Danielson in singles matches. And I'm going to test both of them with great matches ahead of their match Saturday. And it's all on TNT plus the buy-in on YouTube ahead wow, of awesome. the TNT show. So, so you got all that? I got uh, all that. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Can you just say <laughs> it back weekend. to me? Here is Kurt Bauer, MLW founder and CEO. As well as for our talent, our fans, and uh, appreciate all the coverage you've given us since we restarted in 2017. It's surreal to think that it was just four years ago yesterday that we kicked this thing off in a small nightclub in Orlando and to see how the landscape in wrestling has changed. And it's such an exciting time in wrestling to have our own exciting moment inside that timeline. Uh, it was a thrill for us. And we really are excited about Fightland tomorrow night on Vice TV and all the, all the new faces, all the new eyes that fans are going to see. Um, with the show and uh with that i'm sure you guys have a lot of questions so we'll, we'll kick this off all right thanks court so let's start off here with nick hosman nick are you ready to go yes i'm here can you hear me court hey nick how's it going i'm doing great congratulations court very excited to see mlw fight land on uh, vice tv tomorrow night uh, i believe we might even have a little representation which is always nice um but uh, yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, with the TV over at Vice TV, how close are we to seeing like a weekly, maybe even live MLW series on Vice TV or or maybe somewhere else even? Yeah, we are definitely having different conversations. And right now, I mean, in terms of future projects and stuff, a lot of things are on the whiteboard. Right now, we're just focused on this show and kicking off what we think can be some exciting stuff down the road. And yeah, I, I think this is a big moment for the company when it comes to what's on the other side of this live. Is it you know more weekly? Is it documentary stuff? Is there a show where there's just a, a news formatted show? Because one of the, the, the unique things about Fightland is the new format. Uh, you know, for 25 years, wrestling's had the same format. And prior to that, you think about the 70s. Okay, the, it evolved into a different format in the early to mid-80s with syndication and regional television. Then it evolved again when we went national with cable. Then it evolved again during the Monday Night War era. And it hasn't really evolved in a long time. And so when we were looking at this advice, we were thinking, we, we'd love to do something that kind of is a little different. And with their, their, their programming really leaning towards news and documentary narrative content, this was an opportunity for us to tap into something that I think a lot of fans enjoy. And that's the news, the breaking news, the transactional elements of wrestling that you're watching wrestling, but on your phone, you're also seeing what's the latest gossip, what's the latest news, who's going here, who's going there. And for us to tap into that, I think is important. I did some research and then you look at, yes, the league's, all these different companies, yes, they track very well in Google Trends. But if you look at the wrestling news and the searches there that they're connected there, 
it's off the charts. It's, it really is. Like the wrestling news sites may make more money than some of these leagues. It's pretty wild. So we're like, let's tap into that and let's give our new segment autonomy to just cover the biggest stories of the day that could feature MLW that could feature other companies. It might be good or bad for MLW, but let's give them editorial control and see where it takes us. I might be crazy for doing that, but I also got to do something different. You know, I'm battling two billionaires, so I have to be inventful. I have to try different things. And I'm pretty excited to see what people think of our, what's going to be kind of like a halftime show like you see on the NBA where you have Shaq and Barkley talking news with analysts and, and insiders. This is what that's going to be when it comes to Embedded, which is going to be kind of at the halfway point of Fightland tomorrow night. The reason why that I wanted you to hear from Vince McMahon and Tony Khan and Court Bauer, I could have went on and we could have heard from other people that are running companies here. But the reason why that I want to start that way is because we have to realize that Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, Court Bauer, um, you know, what's going on with Billy Corrigan in the NWA, what's going on in New Japan and all the other companies in between in North America and across the world. We have to realize that the leaders of these companies are promoters. They're promoters. You heard Vince McMahon there saying really, I think, disparaging things about his locker room. That was from a couple of years ago on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast where Vince is pretty much saying that the locker room from the Attitude Era is better than the locker room today. And that was just from a couple of years ago. He mentioned some names that are no longer with the company like Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose. The point is, though, is that he made headlines. And when you're a promoter, you make headlines. And so when Vince said that, and again, very rare for Vince, to, especially these days, to be able to speak out uh, long form about his company, now you hear from Nick Khan. Now you hear from Stephanie McMahon. Now you hear from Triple H. And really, Vince doesn't do a lot of long-term, long-form speaking anymore on the record about his company because he has others to do that for him. But he made headlines from that particular interview. You go to Tony Khan, right? Tony Khan was in the studios of WFAN in New York. And he was talking about what is going on with his company, with Rampage. You heard him rattle off all these matches. I mean, there's a two-minute clip, and he mentioned like 18 matches, right? I don't know how everyone's going to follow that. But point is, though, is that he is a promoter. He came on this show. He's come on other shows across the country to promote his brand, to pretty much let everyone know that his brand is up and coming and is going to catch and surpass the WWE. He didn't say those things, but anytime that he speaks, you know that his confidence in his growing brand, uh, he feels like is going to be able to match, get attention to, or surpass the WWE. You heard from Court Bauer there. Court Bauer is shooting with the audience. That was a conference call from three days ago um, with Court Bauer talking about MLW. MLW was on Vice. We'll get to that later on. Uh, but MLW was on Vice, the, the TV channel. And he's like, yeah, I'm battling between two billionaires and Tony Khan and Vince McMahon. I got to find ways to get viewers to my product, more people to attach themselves to Major League Wrestling. And was pretty transparent talking about how MLW needs to find a, a TV home on a permanent basis, on a weekly basis. But I go through this to tell you and make this point that whatever you see online, 
whether it is coming from Nikon with a interview, and again, you go to the archives of TWT, you can hear Nick Khan, the president of the WWE, talking to uh, Ariel Hawani. Um, that was an interesting conversation. Again, go to the archives of this podcast if you missed excerpts of that. And of course, that's all, also on YouTube. And the same thing with Tony Khan or Corbin. These people are promoters. What I find fascinating is when I go online and go to Twitter, and all of the social media platforms, and I see people going back and forth about what Tony Khan is saying, what the WWE is saying or trying to respond to, you know, what other companies are saying. I will just tell you this, that Tony Khan is being a promoter, and I have no problem with him stepping to the forefront and saying, you know what, I am going to hope that my product this upcoming Friday will be able to get a big number against the WWE. Now, for those that don't know, Friday Night SmackDown is going to be on FS1. Fewer homes, of course, but it's going to be on FS1. And SmackDown will be from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Now, usually it's a two-hour show, and that's just two and a half hours. And why is it two and a half hours? Why can't it just be two hours? You know why? Because the promoter in Vince McMahon is telling you, hey, our SmackDown product is better than anything else in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment and better than anything else that you'll see when it comes to entertainment overall. So we're going to supersize this and we're going to go until 930. Now, the WWE and Vince McMahon know that... AEW has a show called Rampage that's on from 9 to 10 p.m. Central Time. And so to counteract what Vince is doing, Tony Khan is going to put a YouTube uh, special on between 8 and 9 p.m. Central Time. And I guess we're supposed to go from that right into Rampage on Friday night at 9 o'clock. See, what we're doing is, is we're seeing two promoters go at it. Now, my contention has always been that there is room for both companies. There's room for five or six companies that could do well in today's marketplace. But I know there's so much of a focus on the WWE and AEW, and you see it on social media. This is the dividing line of WWE sucks, AEW is the best. AEW is the best, you know, is, is the worst, and WWE is the best. You know, listen, I think there's room for both companies. As a matter of fact, I know that because I lived through the territory days. There's so much wrestling that was on TV in the 80s into the 90s uh, as the territories were closing. It was still fascinating to be able to watch different styles and different wrestling from across the country. You know that if you're a longtime wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking about, whether it's Florida Championship Wrestling or watching wrestling from the Midwest uh, with the WWA or the AWA or watching uh, wrestling in San Francisco or in Portland or uh, in Los Angeles, Dallas, uh, from the uh, Mid-South, out of Louisiana with Bill Watts. I mean, uh, the WWE obviously, out of New York, and, and again, Memphis. There were, there's wrestling all over the country that you could watch if you had a satellite or cable, the cable overlay. So there's room for everybody. But my, my point is, is that 
when people get so caught up in, oh my God, I can't believe Tony Khan is saying this. Oh my God, I can't believe Vince McMahon is doing, because they're promoters. I think we, we, lose the, we lose the plot when we think, boy, this is weird. Why is this happening? Because it's competition. And competition is good. Tony Khan continues to rattle the cage of WWE fans by saying stuff like, hey, I can't wait. This is going to be great. My show against your show. I'm just going through this screed of emails, this long thread of emails from Tony Khan the last few days. Um, one of them says, thank you fans who helped make AEW Rampage one of the top shows on cable every Friday night since our debut. We have a stack card tonight, TNT, and, you know, 10 o'clock Eastern, blah, blah, blah. He goes to this and says, I, and I don't know who he's addressing this to Vince McMahon, but does not at Vince and does not at WWE. But he says, I saw that you're doing a half hour head to head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head to head. It's been a long time coming. See you next Friday, AEW Rampage on AEW on TNT. And I saw that and I said, boy. There is the promoter in Tony Khan that is putting up his fist and says, I can't wait to beat. Now, he didn't add anybody. He just put it out there. And people thought it was controversial enough to give him 10,000 likes and 3,600 retweets and 2,100 comments. Because people, he's a promoter. You know, Don King, the longtime boxing promoter. You know what he's doing? He was a promoter, Don King. A promoter, you know, it happens in boxing, it happens in MMA, in the UFC, with Dana White. These promoters say things, and they do things, and you know why they do that? Because they want to get our attention. And guess what? They got our attention. They they sincerely got our attention. So I just want to make that as a point of fact that, like, you know, when I see Tony Khan writing stuff, I roll my eyes. I'm just like, I know you're trying to, you know, trying to get under people's skin, but ultimately... You know, you have to stand up and deliver. Now, let me just say this. And I listened to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez a few hours ago before I hit record on our podcast here. And I, <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you something, guys. I, I think it's really funny when I hear Dave Meltzer pour through all of the ratings, pour through all the numbers, the granular detail, all of the numbers for AEW and and SmackDown and Raw. And I love the headlines when I go through Twitter. Raw is really down. And Raw only drew 3,500 people at the Chase Center in San Francisco. And, boy, SmackDown is slightly down. And AEW took a dip, especially with Chicago viewers. They took a major dip uh, last Friday. It's kind of like, yes, that is the news. Sure. I mean, I, I see, you know, I was talking in the last episode about this Brandon Thurston and, you know, and seeing what Dave Meltzer is talking about when it comes to ratings. And can I tell you something? You and I are sports fans. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You and I are sports fans. And something that you and I both know is that it's October and there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit going on. You know, like, I don't know, the Major League Baseball playoffs. If you're not a Major League Baseball playoff fan, cool. The NBA is this month. The NBA is going to get started here. They already have preseason games. College football is taking place on Friday nights. 
and also on the weekends. Um, you know, the WNBA finals is taking place. That So all these things, along with TV shows like Squid Games and the Dave Chappelle special, all these things take us away from wrestling because, you know why? Because we always know that wrestling will be there. It, we don't have to watch it necessarily live. So I, I, I just think it's funny. I laugh when I read these numbers. I retweet it because it's information, sure. But I look at it and I go, does Meltzer understand that the numbers are going to be down in the fall, in the winter, because of the, I don't know, NFL? <laughs> I don't know, because of college football, because of basketball, and all these other sports that people are watching and, and drawing a number. That's why I don't go through, like, you know, do these podcasts and give you rating by rating, bit by bit every week because it's it doesn't make sense. Wrestling will take a backseat to everything, especially live sports. So, I, you know, I, I love the, the worry in the voice of Meltzer. Oh, the numbers are so down on Friday night. It's Friday night, bruh. If you're sitting at home watching Rampage and you are just chilling on a Friday night, good. That's cool. But, I mean, if you're going out, you can understand. Like, I'm going to go out with my friends or I'm going to go out with my loved one. Hey, you can understand why, right? It's just, I, I, we get so caught up in this shit. It just, it makes me laugh. Like, you like what you like as a wrestling fan. If you're a WWE fan, die hard. Or if you're an AEW fan, you just like what you like. But this whole thing where just all this consternation of, well, you know, Tony Khan, what he said was wrong. Well, look, he's a promoter. I thought about it for a long and hard before I, I hit record on this podcast. And I was like, you know what? Tony Khan, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Court Bauer, uh, all these promoters have a right to say what they want to to try to get attention because all they want is our attention. There is so much product out there for wrestling that. And so much product out there for non-wrestling, like sports or like movies or TV shows, as I mentioned, that this is not even going to be close to the Monday Night Wars by any stretch. Tony Khan sh- shoots with the audience and shoots with people on social media as if he's going to get a 4.5 against you know SmackDown's 4.3. It's not like that anymore. I would say this to Tony Khan. I'd say this, that he says he can't wait for SmackDown and rampage to go head to head between 9 and 9 30 p.m central time and and my thought for tony khan is be careful what you wish for be careful what you ask for like what if you lose and that very well could be the case and it's just a half hour i looked on my listings by the way and that smackdown um smackdown is going to be 7 to 9 30 and it will repeat 9 30 to midnight central time and so if you miss the first part of SmackDown, it's just going to roll all the way through um, on FS1. So I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's fun. But I completely understand what's going on with all these promoters. It goes back even to the territory days of Bill Watts promoting for uh, Mid-South. And he's on TV and he's talking about a great card. And, uh, and Jerry Jarrett and or Eddie Marlin talking about great cards in Memphis. Oh, you got to be there, Mid-South Coliseum, Monday night. It's going to be a great card. Jerry the King Lawler will take on Bill Dundee. Like, it's, 
like that and and of course you're going to pay for that ticket because you can't wait to see it right well you gotta see it boy the midnight express against the rock and roll express a great tag team matchup you gotta come see it like promoters promote that's what they do this iteration is different because it's not eric bischoff and wcw against the wwe wwe is responding to rampage to try to take them out let's see what happens by the way, on November 29th, I just saw this announced at the UBS Arena in, on Long Island, New York, that the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns will be at Monday Night Raw on November 29th. Do you see why the brand split is bullshit? <laughs> so, once again, when you're a promoter like Vince McMahon, he sees, boy, the um, the numbers are down. Now, for those that don't know... So the WWE and AEW are running the same building. They're both going to be at this new UBS arena on Long Island, New York, um, Belmont Park, New York, uh, to be official. And it's a new, pretty much a new building, and AEW is going to be there. And it's a whole new home of the New York, Island, new York Islanders. So, I, And I saw this from Dave Meltzer regarding how the tickets are slow for um, the WWE, but almost sold out for AEW. So because the tickets are slow, this is Vince saying, okay, so we got to get butts and seats. We're going to be in this new building. We're going to roll Roman Reigns in there from SmackDown to come to Raw. I thought it was a brand split. Do you, you get it? So the Raw people aren't good enough to draw so far. Again, we're just about we're over a month away. But there's such trepidation of slow tickets in that area that they brought the Universal Champion to Raw. Which, again, if you're a WWE fan, you're, you're thrilled, right? But the point is that you are promising the audience a brand split, the difference between Raw and SmackDown wrestlers, getting Raw wrestlers over. But nope, got to bring Roman in because, well, your roster sucks. It's not about the wrestlers. It's about how they're being treated and how they are being uh, handled. You know how they're being booked. There is it's it's a shame because we went through this roster la- on last week's show. The Raw brand should be able to sell that building out. Just put the put the good matches together. But see, this is what happens when the WWE becomes the Harlem Globetrotters. Come see the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, what are you going to see? Oh, basketball. Here, see the WWE like they're the ice capades. Well, imagine if you just laid out the card, that would get people interested. Put some good matches together, stipulations, and then go for it. Like, I don't know, like wrestling has always been forever. But when you say the WWE's coming to town, it's like, eh, maybe I'll catch them next time. And that's the problem. So here comes Roman Reigns to the Raw brand. Ah, great brand split. Perfect. It's been the fight of their life for both of them, the greatest performance we've ever seen from either one in peak condition, bringing all their skills to the table. Fatu now, just hammering away. Hammerstone can barely move right now. Samael, handing the contra flag to Fatu. And Fatu... He thinks it's all done to the top. Moonsault through the table. That's going to do it. Fatu hooks the leg. Hammerstone kicked out of two. 
So happy for Alexander Hammerstone, the new MLW heavyweight champion. Happy for him. I was watching MLW Fightland, and it was a really good show. Uh, enjoyed it. I, I enjoy MLW, especially when it comes to town. Uh, but they were on Vice TV, and I watched it, and I was happy for Hammerstone as he got the job done against Jacob Fatu. Fatu, boy, you talk about like the rain for Roman Reigns or for... Um, you know, some of these champions have had the title for over a year uh, around the globe. I mean, Fatu had the championship, I want to say, for over two years for at MLW. And finally, he loses to Alexander Hammerstone. And it was inevitable. Just didn't know when it was going to happen. But this primetime special that MLW had, Alexander Hammerstone, who's been a guest on this program, wins the championship. I'm very happy for him. Uh, I thought it was a decent match. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was a decent match. You got two super heavyweights in there. And uh, and so Hammerstone, it's going to take me a while to adjust my eyes to see him as a baby face um, because he was in a faction um, with uh, MJF. And I thought that he was just a, a good, solid heel, you know, kind of um, kind of dipsy heel where he's like he he's, doesn't know what's going on at the time, but he was powerful in the ring. Uh, so he, has, he definitely has personality. But to see him as a babyface, I have to readjust here because I thought he was a solid heel. So good for Hammerstone, the new MLW champion. As always, I appreciate you listening and downloading the podcast Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here. Um, don't forget Manscaped, manscaped.com. That is where you go. It's the sponsor for this podcast, manscaped.com. Use a promo code HOOD. I appreciate your support and everything I do, including this podcast and with manscaped.com. Again, promo code HOOD. So I'm glad that you joined me. Just to, just keep in mind, McMahon, Khan, Bauer, um, all the promoters around the country and around the world, they are trying to do one thing. They're trying to promote and get our eyeballs. So you know, when we raise our eyebrows and we see Tony Khan and what he's writing and and then and what he's writing on Twitter, and then we see what's happening with um, the SmackDown show this upcoming Friday as we record this, where they're trying to get viewers to leave Rampage to come to SmackDown on FS1 during the Major League Baseball playoffs. I don't know. They're just trying to get anybody they can to watch their product, and I'm just like, I'm here for it. It's it is. I am fascinated by all of it. All I know is that you and I, as wrestling fans, we win either way, right? You know, there's a lot of to goals that goes into these promoters trying to chide one another, but it's still fun because you and I are still watching the product of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. I'm Jonathan Hood. We'll talk again next time with another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Thanks so much as always for listening. Yeah.